I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. This is going to be maybe a little difficult for people who are, are listening to us versus watching us, but uh, I'm going to put a picture of 75-year-old Chick Donovan on your screen in just a moment. Um, he wrestled at the age of 75, uh, Brian, last weekend in West Virginia. He had a match. 75 years of age. I mean, that's you know that's pretty impressive. This who is, would uh, do that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can think of uh, a certain guy that's going to be in Nashville pretty soon, and we'll get to that Ugh. in just a moment. This is what Chick Donovan looked at during his heyday. This was the 80s. Uh, he was a Memphis mainstay, did a couple of jobs, I think, for WWF. Uh, that's what Chick Donovan used to look like in his heyday. And he, he wasn't, I would say he was a mid-carter at best in Memphis, but he was a mainstay. If you were a fan of the Memphis promotion, he would be a guy that you would, I, I don't want to compare him to a mid-Atlantic guy, but I will right now, Italian Stallion. He was <laughs> like that like, level. Like mid-card, that, that card level, you mean? That, that yeah. Kind of, yeah, he's like he's kind of like a, an Italian. This is what he looked like uh, at 75 years of age last weekend in West Virginia. Get ready. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I know people, again, for in the audio form, I'll try to put this up as our picture on the episode so that everybody can enjoy it. Look how jacked he is. That is impressive. I will say that. However, <laughs> I don't think this at at certain point in your life, I don't think the steroids work anymore. <laughs> I guess, guess not. And I didn't. I I don't know. Um, I will say this. Yeah, I will say this. I don't know what he how he wrestles, how well yeah. he moves, or anything. But that picture right there. He looks a shit ton better than Nature Boy does. He really does, and I don't. I know will say that we don't know if it's because of chemicals or putting needles well, in the no. ass. Hey, speaking no. of putting needles in the ass, <laughs> yes. Thoughts and prayers to Bruce Pritchard. He's going to have to undergo uh, rotator cuff surgery. Yikes! So they're going to have to get one of those elephant tranquilizers, and I think that's the, the holdup <laughs> right now. And try to bury that deep in his ass to knock him out. I think sometime next week, and. Uh, Conrad said he he told Conrad he's still gonna be making towns, still gonna be making the towns because it's just the way to God damn it's your shoulder surgery, get your ass in here. Yeah, boss, you got it, boss. <laughs> There's a lot of that happening. There's Chick yeah. Donovan. That's a uh, Chick probably Donovan. gonna be yeah, a pretty good guy. They had an interview with him um, on Kentucky Fried Wrestling one time, and uh, good good dude had some good Memphis memories and a very humble fellow. Um, yeah, I remember the name. I, I don't know if I could have told you what he looked like until you showed me that picture from back in the day, but I, the name sounded familiar for sure. I don't know. Maybe it was from jobbing in WWF or maybe, I don't know, did he make his round or in, in NWA at any point? I don't think he ever came around here. I don't think really? he was. I think he, I think he pretty much stuck around Memphis. He might have done stuff uh, in, in the territories in Alabama and Mississippi. I don't think he ever, I don't think he ever made okay. his way around here. 
I it must have been WWF when I heard his name then. How up are you, date are you in the situation between MVP and uh, Chris Jericho? I haven't seen anything in the last couple of days. I, mm-hmm. I just saw the the whole news, I guess, when it broke out on Twitter or whatever <laughs> two days ago. <laughs> this is what David Meltzer writes after the. Uh, yeah, that's what I saw mainly was what he wrote. After the May 18th show in Houston, there was a confrontation at the hotel where the wrestlers were staying at between Chris Jericho and MVP at about one o'clock in the morning after the dynamite tapings. Something that I'm clear that not happened 18 months ago. Uh, that's where they had a foul falling out. We'll get back to that in just a moment because it does have everything to do with Donald John Trump senior. <laughs> See, that was, my, that was my question, but I think you just, you just answered it. Jericho was talking to Matt Hardy and MVP showed up. Most people didn't know what was up and thought he was just kidding around until it became clear he wasn't kidding. Nothing bad happened, even though it was a tense situation. Jericho did tell him that he doesn't fight jobbers when he got in the elevator. MVP was screaming about it in the lobby. Yikes. See, wow. that's what happens when you, when you, when you throw somebody. When, here's here, Can I guess what happened? Can I, can, are, are you, can, do you need to continue? Because no, I, no, I, go, I go, go ahead. No, take a, take I want to get. Yeah. I think this is what happened. I think. MVP came up and called Jericho out on his Trump bullshit and Jericho couldn't handle the truth. Just like all the Trumpers cannot do. You're right. So what does he do? He has to go low. Exactly. I don't fight. I don't fight jobber. You're really? a jobber. Really? MVP. Nah, yeah, come on. So like, that's what I think happened. And I, I think that's why he called him a jobber because I think that's the big thing that came out of here was Jericho calling him a, jobber he doesn't fight jobbers but he does put him in the jericho he does put them in the jericho appreciation society so that's cool. <laughs> apparently there was a tweet case uh, closed <laughs> apparently there was a tweet like 18 months ago or something about it was right after the election and chris jericho goes what's the deal why are in these elections why we don't have a president it's three days five days how long can we have to wait first of all motherfucker shut the fuck up canadian Thank Shut you. Shut the fuck up. You guys have a system where you can decide your president one day. By the way, it's a better system. Move back to Murder Peg anytime you want to. And yes, I do know about Murder Peg. That's what they call it because it's a piece of shit and it's where you're from and you're a piece of shit. So it all makes sense now. So shut the fuck up. And then I think he blocked him and that's where MVP got upset. And Chris Jericho is just a whiny ass, no good piece of shit. The only thing I ever thought that Chris Jericho did that was worth a shit that was uh, like a shoot brave thing i think he took on goldberg there toward the end right goldberg was taking liberties with somebody i think you're like, right yes and then he, he he got pissed off about it and he came after him and then goldberg goes now give me a no it was lesnar it was it was lesnar wasn't it lesnar yeah. lesnar, lesnar. Was doing some, yes lesnar was doing something and he beat the shit out of somebody for real and jericho didn't like it and then uh he went after him and lesnar said something like oh now give us a kiss <laughs> that <doesn't really> <laughs> <end up. laughs> yeah yeah i remember that well the time i met him he was he was really cool and i didn't really know much about his political stance at that time so i was a little little naive to that but that aside i thought he was great i was kind of shocked because i thought he was going to be an asshole i was going to get up here and he was going to end up being an asshole but he was awesome he was really great to talk to and chit chatted for a few i it really it's really disappointing when these people come out to be fucking trumpers like that i know right so i don't know but see i, I can imagine that because he's got a see he's got the, 
I just, I don't know. I just, I don't want to get into it, but he just, I, I can see all that happening so clearly, but it's funny. Are we, are you going to go back to Dave? What he said, David Meltzer about not knowing what yes. it's about. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it could have been. I know it was 18 months ago, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> was there anything that happened like 18 months ago that was like, let me think about that. Anything happened like 18 months ago? Involved let me subtract 18 months. Hold on. <laughs> That's like they gets these blind spots. Like when I was talking on here about, well, he's not talking about how Discovery's taking over Warner Media and how that might impact AEW. And then eventually he did. Eventually he caught up and he figured out. And then there were like all these, <laughs> there's all these stories about, well, I don't know if the Discovery people are so high on the product and stuff. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Um, let's talk about Cody because we, we hadn't talked about Cody and the match hadn't happened. Last time we were together, of course, Cody has just the most disgusting bruise in the history of bruises. God. Uh, coming at Hell in a Cell, and he has like a terrific match, really a great match with Seth Rollins. And it was, the, man. It really was. They do the angle with Seth on Monday where he starts stomping on them. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. I don't care if he touches it. It had to hurt. I'm sorry. That had to hurt, right? I swear to God, man. That, see, that's one of those bruises. It feel, like it, it looks like that if you had it, if you looked at it, it would start hurting. That's how bad it looks. Jesus. I, just, I, and I, I'm not taking anything away from the match because it was a great performance, and I would say that the injury added, you know, something, another level to it for sure. But I, I unexpectedly. I, I can't go along with what a gutsy, great performance by Cody. I, I just don't feel that way. I don't feel like this was brave. I don't feel like this was courageous. I feel like this is like, this is dumb. And I, I know I, I saw a doctor uh, who said, hey, it's fine. There's really not much more damage he can do. And I, I guess I take that at face value. But I also like, I don't really know. This is a very difficult thing. By the way, the WWE got the date wrong on the surgery. Surgery occurred on Thursday. They said it happened Wednesday. So, so much for the rumors, innuendo, and gossip business, fuckos. You can't even get your own stories straight. <laughs> yeah. I just um, don't, I, I don't feel yeah. like it's, and I don't know why this is the guy, uh, you know, sorry, Cody, but this is, you're, you're going to the mat for the guy who wanted you to be Ace Fraley just a few years ago and wouldn't let you get out of it. So I, I don't know about, you know, risking your history or your, your, your future or whatever, on this, I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't go for it being this brave, courageous thing that he did on, uh, on, on a premium live event, premium live, not a pay per view. Because I did hear Michael Cole say that on SmackDown this week. That was it held up, near, was it held near a, a medical facility? This is this funny. You should mention that because, ah. do you know the title of the person who was trying to put ice on Ronda Rousey's knee on on Friday night? I did not catch that. No, that was a medical official. Or <laughs> was it? Okay. Kayla Mark, Braxton said, she, Kayla check. Braxton said she just talked to a medical official. God and then that awkward moment in the background where Rhonda is begging the guy not to put ice on her fucking knee. <laughs> Don't no ice. No, no. It's like, what, what if we do put ice on your knee? I mean, does that make you a pussy? No, no, I saw my knee. No, no. And they just do this terrible kabuki dance in the background with the guy trying to plead with it. Please, please let me put 
<laughs> Please let me put this ice on your knee. Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Please. I no, I want it to swell up. Stop. <laughs> it's, like, it's not. No, I'm not like trying to inject you. With, I'm not trying to give you a Z-pack. Ha, 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 ha. I'm not trying to put a mask on you. This is water. This is like the solid form of water. I just want to put it on. No. No, I won't allow it. I've never been the kind of person that puts ice on stuff, and I'm not starting now. <laughs> that was a medical official. <laughs> That's what she called what Caleb Braxton was forced to say. Oh, my God. Hey, Vince, we're going live in like 10 seconds. What are we going to call the guy if he's, he's like not a trainer or something? Uh, medical official. All right, you got it, boss. Three, <laughs> two. <laughs> no, I. What can't, about this I, policeman? What we're going to? What are we going to call him? He's uh, yeah. Uh, uh, well, obviously a law enforcement officer, but he's. Uh, I would say he's a legal representative <laughs> of the state or the county or the city. I'm not sure. <laughs> Not positive what he's going for. Well, there. depending on what part of all enforcement he's in, yes. Okay, but back 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 to Cody. I just can't. I don't. I can't go for it. They're saying now what what Cole said on SmackDown was he's going to be up. Uh, he's going to be out up to nine months. Uh, which, if you do the math, of course, brings you right up to close to WrestleMania. <clears throat> I I yeah. feel like Cody's going to try. This is going to be one of the situations where Cody's going to try to push himself and try to be back by New Year's. Try to be. Back. By Royal Rumble is what I feel like, and then he'll make the surprise interest in the Royal Rumble, and then yada yada yada. That's what I I feel like is going to happen. Yeah, that, that's probably about right. I I feel bad for him. I do as much hoo haws we've kind of given him over the last little while or whatever. At least I've given him for making the jump and all that stuff. I, I you know what you said. I, I kind of agree with you on that about him trying to play superhero but see i kind of imagine the whole scenario a little differently I, I see i see it as as cody not trying to really necessarily be a superhero or whatever i see it as him wanting wanting to to he's scared to lose his job kind of thing because jeez you know here he comes back you know and uh I don't because you know how Vince is and that place is. I mean, you sneeze wrong and you're gone, and seems like so. I, that's how that's the impression I got that he was going to do that and impress everybody. That you know, fuck a tour and peck. I'm going to go out there and give the match of my life. You know, when he really didn't have to. You know, I feel like he's he's also fighting the idea because if you do get hurt like that a couple times, you're going to get the the idea that you are injury prone. Mm -hmm. um, well, and that, you know, that's something that never you never get mm -hmm. away from that. Not in that company. Well, a torn peck that doesn't. I, I've heard I, that signifies having like using steroids. I don't. I don't think Cody would. Cody generally, seem... generally speaking, when you talk about muscles being ripped away from the bone, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, and that's the, the quad thing with triple H and with other people. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be, yeah, that was my example in my head. So yes, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's right, but that's, I don't know. Just we don't know. We don't. And I think the fact too, that he, that he maybe that he didn't do it in the ring, but he actually did it 
on his, I guess on his own, uh, lifting weights or whatever. So that, that kind of, I don't know, maybe that doesn't have anything to do with anything, but maybe in his, maybe in Cody's eyes, it did. I don't know. It just, I, I can't imagine him wanting to wrestle with like, with that type of injury without him thinking that he's going to lose his job. I just can't imagine that. I, I can't imagine him just wanting to do that, to go out there and to prove a point that he can do it. I, I, I it just, God, it just makes me cringe thinking about it. Well, I, I also don't think as far as losing his job, I would think the deal with WWE that he signed is not going to be like somebody coming up from NXT. I mean, they've, they've got an out on him, obviously, but I think they've got a, there's probably significant protection him for getting fired or whatever. Right. Okay. Well, I guess I shouldn't say lose his job. I guess lose his position. I lose his spot. Yeah, that, that's the spot. Yeah. They're in a they're in a difficult position. As we finished up on SmackDown on Friday night, Riddle stood tall in the ring. Riddle against Roman Reigns for the championship. Coming up on SmackDown. That? Well, two things. First of all, they made the announcement they weren't going to use Roman Reigns for uh, Money in the Bank. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's part of the, we only have so many dates on this guy and we're not going to do it. And supposedly they were, the the original plan was Riddle against Roman for money in the bank, but they back off of that again for whatever reason, because of the new contract, you only have so many of these and Roman may have an audition that day. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, f- first thing is there's, I, there's nobody who really thinks Riddle's uh, going to win that match, Right. You know, I, I think he he could if he were if he was built up correctly and 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 kind of put through the correct process of being a contender instead of just wanting to revenge on Randy. Basically, is the only reason he's getting. I mean, you know, it just. I think if they built it up right, I think he would have. It would well. I, I think he would have. It would seem like he would have more of a of a of a chance at, at defeating Roman, but. The way it's going about now, and no, you're right. It just he doesn't like he seems like he has a shot in hell, really. Um, in order for this to work, they're going to have to give him a lot of time, and Roman's going to have to take a lot of offense, and that doesn't make Roman look especially good because it goes against the plan they've had for Roman, you know, ever since well two years now, really. If he starts getting in a, a shit ton of offense, the only guys that have gotten in offense against Roman Reigns are like the huge guys like Brock Lesnar, right? Yeah, and even they don't really get in a whole lot. There's, there's, I, I don't know. He, he had a really good, Riddle had a really good babyface reaction uh, on the crowd in crowd in Baton Rouge. I'll also say this: Ronda had a really good babyface reaction in that crowd in, in Baton Rouge. And and my, how what a long way we've come on her latest run, which turned out to be pretty truculent, pretty, pretty wild at first, and now all of a sudden it looks like, looks like she's she's over. Yeah, I think things have settled down a little bit with her. Um, we'll see how, how long it lasts, but yeah, it seems to be kind of steady right now. I, I don't really have any complaints with her at this point. That was um, how we finished up SmackDown, as I said, with Riddle winning his match against Sami Zayn. <laughs> um, <laughs> they've destroyed uh, Sami. They've, they've killed Sami Zayn. He's dead. Oh my god! He's flat at five o'clock. <laughs> I did see something today about Sami Zayn. I think they, they they said that there's a possibility they're getting ready to turn his character into a um, kind of a a, a a baby face, but like a, some like a you feel sorry for him kind of baby face. What's, oh God! I don't know. I don't know if that's 
true or not, but, uh, but let me ask you something real fast about SmackDown. What this whole Lacey Evans thing, man. All right. I'm, I, this is good. I'm glad you want to discuss this. Um, I do think she's turned in. They, they made her a baby face. It looks mm-hmm. like because she mm-hmm. came down slapping hands with the kids and all that shit, mm-hmm. but even more so, even besides Lacey Evans, I want to talk about how they've been treating Zia Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, she she just Lacey just destroys her in ten seconds. I I mean, I don't know. I can't make either one of those characters out, to be honest. That's a good one. Which one would you hit? Which one would you want to hit? That Uh, Lacey Evans or Zia Lee? Oh my God, Zia Lee. Yeah. See, I don't know. I say Zia Lee by just a little bit. This was a money in the bank. Do you do you follow Zia Lee on on social media at all? Yeah, I've seen the bikini pictures. They're pretty tremendous. (laughs) They're they're pretty good. Um, it was a Money in the Bank qualifier match. It went two minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, and they did give Zia Lee like almost no offense. It was really kind of a squash match. And I ridiculous. I thought Lacey Evans got a pretty good reaction from the crowd. Again, I thought they did a pretty good job with the reaction from the crowd and they did a pretty, how much of that stuff is being pumped in, man? Do we know? Yeah. There's a lot of audio sweetening that could be happening in there for sure. Um, it could have just been a hot crowd. I don't. I'm not sure. It's just hard to tell sometimes. Let's go through um, the SmackDown. Drew McIntyre against Sheamus in that first match with Bitch. By the way, did they um, did they use the same? They called Merrill Argo and just get the same color orange for Bitch as they do with Donald Trump. You may be on to something. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely, definitely not Pete Dunne. It's not his name. Uh, no, Drew McIntyre. Wish it James. was. <laughs> Drew uh, McIntyre fought Sheamus to a double disqualification, so we don't know who's going. Both of them were pressuring Scrap Iron later in the show for the spot since it was a double DQ, uh, claiming yeah. it wasn't their fault. By the way, if you're looking for a baby face to push now that you know Cody's out, the Drew McIntyre guy's right there. He's, he's he right there. <laughs> Loud and proud. He's just, just right there. Um, McIntyre Sheamus. McIntyre and Sheamus continued to brawl when the show came back from the break. Cole said they were both disqualified for hitting each other with a chair. <laughs> Damn it. But did you see among the producers and referees who were pulling them apart? Do you see who was there? Uh, Joey Mercury? I didn't see Mercury. I saw I, I saw Shane of? Helms. Shane, Shane's packed on a couple pounds. Shane's, oh, uh, no. I didn't see him. Shane's, Shane's been socking away some taters and Curtis Axel. I saw the, I saw him for sure. That's who it was. Ted yeah. DiBiase. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's exactly right. Curtis Axel was uh, helping break him apart. And then uh, Sugar Shane Helms was helping to break him apart. Uh, Damn, I didn't see. I totally missed Sugar Shane, man. Lacey Evans. I probably looked right at him, just didn't recognize him. Probably so. <laughs> Lacey Evans was interviewed by Kayla Braxton. She spoke about the possibility of winning Money in the Bank. She spoke about how not wallowing in self-pity. She doesn't think Zia Lee is better than she is. And she added that Lee damn sure isn't better than her. And then Evans made her entrance. We mentioned the two-and-a-half-minute match, which turned out to be a squash. What does Jason Powell say about it? Well, they kept it kept it sp- short. I'm still some- disappointed they turned uh, Zia Lee heel after that elaborate introduction of her protector character. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like the feels kind of like the stop and start. They can't seem to get into motion with Mustafa Ali, right? Pretty much. We got, yeah, we got yeah, something new for two you. Or three guys. Yeah. <laughs> we got something new for you. It's gonna be great. Oh no, we're gonna fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just kidding. Yeah, never mind. Um, SmackDown Women's Champion Ronda Rousey making her entrance. Imagery of the LSU football team winning the NCAA championship was shown. They do realize that happened like 2019, right? They do realize the guy who coached them to the national championship was fired 20 months later. And the guy from Notre Dame is now the they, – they do realize all that happened, correct? I'm guessing. I'm guessing that. I don't know. And the guy who was the quarterback there went to the Bengals, and now he went to the Super Bowl last year and lost the Super Bowl. I mean, they know that all, all that happened, right? You're right, right. I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Again. Here they are, the national champion, LSU Tigers from – 2019. <laughs> okay, well – uh, a Vikings Raider. What do you think of the Viking Raiders video package? You see that one? You know, yeah, I like those guys, but I, I just, I, I've just never got into that damn gimmick, man. Aren't you, never, aren't you so cynical and can't. so, or aren't you so distrustful of what the WWE management and creative can do now? Every time you see somebody with some sort of package. That's supposed to indicate a buildup. You know that it's just a countdown to them getting their shit buried. You just know that, right? I have one word for you. Yeah. Emelina. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Good night, everybody. God, that was so fucking painful. Oh, I felt so bad for Tennille. Like, they would they would literally take her out and audition her to try to be the next Sable or whatever. She wouldn't quite get it. And they go, all right, okay, you're not getting it. But tonight, I want you to just do like two minutes where you go, coming in next week, it's going to be me. It's going to be Emelina. I'm going to make my premiere. And they just never, she just never got there in their eyes. She just never got there. Week I after week. I, 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 I bet she did get there. It's just they're just too damn picky about shit. Um, Seamus confronted Pierce and held bitch back from going after him. Seamus also wanted the MITB ladder match. Pierce recapped what he told McIntyre. Seamus said he didn't want to hear excuses. Uh, Ronda Rousey stood in the ring while Cole hyped her title against against Natalia. Here comes Shotzi Blackheart. By the way, here's your reference. Doesn't Shotzi Blackheart remind you a little bit of 80s comic Judy Tenuta? <laughs> yes. Well, she needs is an accordion. She'll be there, right there. There we go. There's a current reference you 18 to 49 are going to like. <laughs> I'm Rhonda Shear all night. <laughs> all night. Um, Shotzi interrupted <laughs> Rousey and told her to shut up. It's a pretty good promo from Shotzi, and it wasn't a bad match either. Uh, Rhonda Rousey against Shotzi for the SmackDown World's Championship. Seven minutes, 20 seconds. Rhonda defeats Shotzi, and she got some offense in and didn't guzzle her. It wasn't bad. What, what two nationalities would you say Shotzi is? I just found this out a couple of days ago. Uh, Romanian. I'm going to say Romanian and uh, Peruvian. <laughs> you're you're kind of close on the really? Romanian part anyway. Yeah, Polish. Yeah. Uh, she's half Polish and half Vietnamese. Oh. I mean, that's, those are just – there's some really politically correct jokes that can come out of that one. Man. Holy <laughs> <laughs> uh, her, last, her real last name is Ur- Urbanski. Urbanski. Okay. Mm, Ashley Louise Urbanski. It's not a bad act, and she got a little offense in. Like I said, it wasn't a horrible night for her on SmackDown. No. I think she's been looking good the last few times I've seen her, actually. After the match, Natty attacks Rousey for some reason. Do we know what Natty's attacking Rousey? I don't fucking know. 
Is it just because she wants the title? I guess maybe. I uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, Natty eventually released the hold. She was in the sharpshooter. Rousey sold the move and jawed it in Talia before she left the ring. I guess we're looking at those two at Money in the Bank, which is fine because we're nobody's only... excited about that, man. No, no one. Sorry, sorry, Natty. You're you're a sweet girl, but nobody's excited about that. Uh, Riddle was interviewed by Megan Morant. I've never seen Megan Morant before. Has she been on TV? Yeah, who before? is this? I don't know. I don't she know is. if I've seen her. I'm going to Google her. I've, I've never seen her before. I, she's fine. I'm not shitting on her or anything. I thought for what she did, she was great. I don't know. Oh, there's the question on Google. Who was Megan Morant? Born in Chicago, graduate of Northwestern University. Morant comes to the WWE from the New England Patriots. Well, I hate her already. <laughs> All credibility, just right down the toilet. She worked in a variety of broadcasting roles, including as host of the sports talk show on Patriots.com. Wow. Heel. <laughs> Total heel. Heel. Look, I'm looking at her. <laughs> I'm looking at her profile on uh, WWE.com. Prior, this is, you'll enjoy this. Uh-huh. Uh, in addition, she covered the team during the Super Bowls uh, 56 and 57 and appeared weekly on CBS Sports Network's pregame shows. Prior to her time with the Patriots, Morant worked as a digital correspondent for the Big East Conference and okay. was named a broadcaster. It was a broadcaster for the Cape Cod Baseball League. Well, she got some bona fides. Okay. I'll give you that. She that worked her way thing. up. I'll give her some give her some props. You got to swim in bleach and vinegar to get rid of that Patriots shit, though, honey. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing. God almighty. I'm sure the Barstool sports guys have said inappropriate things about them. But it's oh, uh, they've time. probably been they probably yeah been goddamn drooling. <laughs> the Dan Levitard show calls them ball sack sports. <laughs> I don't I don't really hate I don't really hate all those guys. I think the KFC radio guys are okay. Um, eh, I, don't, I haven't heard though. Portnoy is like a hemorrhoid on the ass of the universe, though. I I can't deal with that guy. Portnoy is he's he wants to be Joe Rogan so badly, so God. very badly he wants to be Joe Rogan. God, high uh, <laughs> high expectations. Riddle was interviewed by Megan Moran to recap the stipulations of his match against Sami Zayn. The stipulations were completely stupid. One of them is if Sami Zayn won, Riddle had to leave the world completely or something. I believe so. Yeah, he yeah, had to get on like a that. spaceship and head to Venus. And then, it, which I'm, I was for, and if Riddle won, he got the title shot against um, against Roman. Against the chief, the tribal uh, chief. Here's something that we can deep dive into. Ludwig Kaiser introducing Gunther. Mm. We used to call him Volter, I believe. Yes, we did. Are they going for full Nazi on this one? I, I, you know, I'm not sure what else that would be be representing i really don't what as i a, mean as a as a man of proud german heritage because you know that whitmire name that's not it ain't exactly australian or from new zealand or anything uh <laughs> whitmires of york <laughs> it looks to be like okay if vince wanted jericho to come to WWE, he would throw out a nazi gimmick saying you could be the leader of this faction they're nazis and, and jericho would be like yeah there. Right? He'd be a wizard Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> a Nazi wizard. 
Ludwig Kaiser who's Gunther yeah. and they made their entrance and the upshot of this is Ricochet's brief foray into Push City has been killed. Eight minutes, <gasps> 25 seconds. You You're have kidding. a new intercontinental champion. His name is Gunther I never Gable saw Williams. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how they were going to do that. Oh, shocker. Um, Jason Powell says an entertaining match. I like that they gave Gunther the title in his first attempt, yet also gave Ricochet a decent amount of offense. They, they did. Whatever. Come on. They did, but I mean... He, he, Hey, how I mean, he gets a lot of offense on a lot of this stuff. They've shit on, I mean, arguably they've shit on Ricochet more in the past five years than they have anybody else in this promotion. Arguably. I can't, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that's even come close to getting shit on as many times as that, that dude I'll has. Say, I'll say the aforementioned Mustafa Ali has gotten a raw deal from those guys a few times as well. Well, if there is a to me, if there is a second place, but I I would yeah. I would grant your wish that that would be a distant second. Yes, I, I would I would say that, uh, and I'd have to think hard about anybody else, man. I really would. I just I, I feel sorry for the guy. I mean, he's so talented, and to is. think I said it before and I'll say it again, man. To think about this is the same guy who God dang all but carried Lucha Underground for. A, a while, did. especially when they first started, when they first kicked off, he was the man. And just to see how they've treated him and it just makes me sick. Makes, well, it, makes it, me 20, it was 2017 or 2018 when they, they were pushing the shit out of him. He was almost the MVP of that promotion. Yes. For an entire, and they were, they, I'm like, they baby faced the fuck out of him. And then now he's, he's in shit city. He can't get out of shit city. God, just treading the hell out of some water. Backstage, Paul Heyman approached Sami Zayn and said the main event is the biggest opportunity of his career. Heyman said that Zayn beats Riddle. He will give them the ammunition to tell Roman Reigns that Zayn belongs in the bloodline. But if you lose to Riddle tonight, Sami, Heyman said while shaking his head. Now, I suppose that would be like, you better beat him because Roman's afraid to take on Riddle, right? I, I would suppose that's the upshot of that, right? I guess, yeah. That, that is a good point. <laughs> bringing, up a, bringing up a big fat no sale on that one. <laughs> <laughs> ching ching sorry can't can't do that one then they had the story about um the john cena thing Did you see the john cena thing yes yes boy yes. Was, i mean come on that's amazing that's freaking ridiculous that there's i mean you you can you can shit on john cena all you want to that's fucking tremendous if you don't if you don't know the story john cena in his filming schedule or whatever he's doing in hollywood he had a weekend off Mm -hmm. And somehow he got word about this kid that had fled his home from Maripol in the Ukraine because there's kind of a war going on there. And the kid was reluctant to leave. It looked, and I don't know if this to be the case, but it looked like maybe a special needs kid. Did you think so, Brian? I, you know, I don't, I, I didn't see the picture, so I don't know. I just saw the, it's possible, the but the mom had a little trouble saying you, you got to leave. And the kid's like, why? And well, we're going to go find your, your hero, John Cena. So they escaped from the war to the Netherlands. I don't know if they had friends or family there or whatever. And so John Cena heard about it on his own dime, chartered a flight, not easy to fly apparently during um, last weekend because of all the, the Queens Jubilee shit that was going on. Uh, but John makes it there. He gets some gear from WWE. He meets the kid. The kid's crying. They hang out. They eat cake. They drink tea, poses with the kid. I mean, it's just, it's just, my God, it's the most fucking amazing thing in the history of the world. Yeah. John I mean, Cena, man. That's the that's kind of shit. Cool. Like I know that when you, when you get exposed to 
like when the level of fame and success that John Cena has had, and I, I wouldn't, I don't think there's anybody out there that wouldn't say he's not worked for it. I don't think there, you have to be an utter asshole to say that John Cena hasn't worked very hard for every level of success and fame and the money and everything else that he's gotten. But you also are exposed to a number of, of things that are accoutrements of fame. You have all, of course, the women coming out of here, and you have all these charlatans trying to make business deals with you and people trying to tell you sob stories and grab your money and shit like that. But you're also exposed to opportunities like this, which are just unbelievable, just unbelievable oh, things that you're able to do. And it's just it's so cool that he was able to do that. Well, it speaks volumes too, man. It just – Yeah, it's a know, lot. It so, really does. I, I, and just good for you. him, man. I'm yeah, like, fuck you, Nikki Bella, for breaking his heart. I'm just gonna say, there you, that. Go. Uh, you can have a million kids, and you can have your little. You're gonna wave the little green flag there at Sonoma on Sunday for a stupid road race that oh, no NASCAR whatever. fan could possibly give a shit about. You and your sister, fuck you for breaking John Cena's heart. Okay, I said it. I meant it. I'm here to represent it. <laughs> mm. It is the probably the most least liked probably the least liked race by NASCAR fans. Nobody cares. There's like, there's like, there's like five. I'm going to go generous. 5% of anybody that watches NASCAR gives a shit about road races. And then the people who don't care about NASCAR, 1% of them go, that's interesting. They're racing. They're actually having to turn right. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. They would always have these races twice a year. They factor in there. They'd have these uh, specialists who would run in these races, right? This is like they have a couple guys and they do okay, and it'd be like, uh, and nobody cared. Yeah. You go in a circle, you turn left. That's what you do. That's NASCAR. Anything that's that. Uh, the thing in, in Pocono, only three corners. Ooh, that's a great innovation. That's fine. I'm good with that. But the other shit, uh, who cares? Doesn't matter. And they're the, uh, by the way, Carmelo and, uh, Somebody is going to be at the USFL game Sunday, making an appearance, signing autographs. It's like one of those DJ bits where you have to spin the wheel and the morning show might give you a keychain. Oh, yeah. That's what it, okay. that's what it looked like. It might have been oh. Corbin. They're making do that. It might have been Corbin with her or something. That's an odd, odd pairing yeah. there. Yeah. Footage aired from the supermarket brawl between Steve Austin and Booker T, which is always going to be funny. Always. Uh, Footage aired of the Usos being Riddle and Shinsuke when they caused a distraction by having Roman Reigns' entrance music play. Riddle made his entrance for the main event. A sponsored ad recapped the Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss feud. Wow. In hell. So he's still going with Madcap Moss. So they, they're still going with that name. In hell, what they do is they just show you this feud forever and it never ends. That's what <laughs> happens when you are when you're condemned to hell. Like Donald Trump <laughs> in hell probably going to be sodomized by hitler while having to watch this feud that's probably Ouch. what's going to happen yeah yow god i know the unthinkable but i'm being sodomized by me in my basement maybe not was there fire and brimstone down there too vince here's the funny thing i just happen to have some lubricant down here for such an occasion <laughs> Because that warrior hole is pretty dry. <laughs> Fire no! That's my new ring name. Fire no! <laughs> Happy Corbin and Madcast Moss, uh, Madcap Moss, the few that cannot end. Oh, this was funny. <laughs> 
as you pointed out what? in our previous week's show, uh, Eli Drake, no, <clears throat> Eli, no, LA Knight, no, he's now Max Dupree. He could not make it to SmackDown because he was stuck in Milan, had a little travel issue from Milan. So he will be debuting, what are they called? <laughs> I got to look at it. Max's, the, the maximum male models. The maximum fuck, male I, models. Just, just stupid. I don't know. That's got the potential to do something for me. If they do it like the Chippendales and they have those guys fucking oiled up with their, I, I, I think. Okay. That, that, that might could, be something that could work. If you get, if you get some body guys up there. Okay. That could work. All right. I, see, I wasn't picturing that. I wasn't picturing that. Here's, here's, here's my, uh, here's my fear. Ring, ring. Okay. Hey, Bron Breaker, we got a great opportunity for you. <laughs> I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. No. There is, to me, there is a fear now that they have all of these injuries. And now that Cody's on the shelf, Roman Reigns is gone, that they would rush Braun, take him up to the main roster immediately and just start putting him in shit. That's my fear. It's your fear that they will do that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't want them to do that because that would just. Well, I shouldn't really give a shit about NXT because I, what I was going to say is it would really screw NXT up badly because I didn't. I don't even think I didn't they watch have a that. second in line right now. I didn't watch that premium live special. I didn't watch the In Your House, but it looked like a shit show. Uh, Trevor's match looked good. Well, of uh, course, the, the rest of it looked. All, and, and Dave goes, well, Trevor, you know, Cameron Grimes is a really good worker. Well, we've only been saying this for about eight years now, but okay. Thank yeah, you thank for catching on. I appreciate you getting there. How how lucky were we that we were able to see, and we didn't do it as much as we should have. I know. How lucky know. were we that we could we just go fucking just a few miles from the house, pay a few dollars, see him wrestle. Just a fucking classic 60-minute match. Right there. I mean, like right two, two rows in front of us. Right, I can, just, I can, I can, you could smell his breath. He's right there. And you can, it didn't matter if he was uh, wrestling Drew or if it was Brad Attitude or who it was. You were going to see just a fucking solid, crazy match. Like a great match. I know. I know every time. That well, you say that he's, he's like the new, he's like, he's, he's the new uh, contender for the NXT belt, right? For Breaker. He's challenging. I'm glad they're going to do that. And they, those two guys will do a good program and I hope they treat it right. It's just every, everything that he's been handed at NXT, he's come out ahead on. They've, they've handed him balls of shit and he's been able to turn them into chicken salad sandwiches every single yes, time. Big balls of shit. I mean, they, it's heel face. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want him to do. He does it and he kills it every single fucking time. Every time. But I, my, again, my fear on him now is that he's gonna he's gonna head to the T Tomasa Ciampa card in NXT. Can't help but think that man. Why we would get him? Think we that? get him to this level. He's like the greatest, but we can't figure out anything else to do with him, and we can't put him on the main roster because he's too little. He's just too little. And but we're just gonna stick him in NXT forever and have him be like the emeritus guy there, and he'll try to get a bunch of other people over. That's my fear. Look, well. I know Chad Gable was an all-American wrestler yeah. in, in college and, but he's not the biggest dude out there. And, and I think Trevor can hold his own with, with Chad Gable. So Trevor's Trevor's just, as good on the microphone on the mic as Chad Gable is too. If they get, Oh yes. Oh he's yes. He's as good on the mic too. It's, it's so 
that that would be interesting. You know, that would almost be an interesting to, to throw him in with that group to tr- throw Cameron Grimes in with that group. That would work, I think. Oh, I think so too. Put a singlet on him, have him do some. He can do yeah. any kind of mat wrestling you want to. And uh, he, he and Otis, man, they'd be hilarious together. Uh, Riddle and Sami Zayn, your main event with all the stipulations we just said. Riddle is your winner in 13 minutes and five seconds. He gets a shot at Roman Reigns. Riddle pointed at Heyman while Cole hyped Haynes, uh, hyped Reigns versus Riddle for the Undisputed Championship in Minneapolis next week. James Uso and Jay Uso attacked Riddle from behind, tossed him to ringside. The Uso stood in the ring, held up their index fingers. Riddle returned with a kendo stick and beat both Usos with it until they left the ring. Riddle followed to the floor and kept beating on the Usos. Riddle returned to the ring and held up his index finger while his music played. A graphic listed Reigns versus Riddle for next week's SmackDown. Riddle looked into the camera, told Reigns he's coming to him uh, for him and the Undisputed Championship, and he did some crowd work after that. But nobody still really believes that Riddle's going to win that championship. Yeah, I'm not sure where that is going. I mean, maybe they're giving it a test run. I don't know to see what the reaction is from people. I, I, I don't know. It just to me, it's just like, it, it, it's like you said, if, if Roman's only ha- going to have these limited dates, why, why are you going to, why are you going to waste one on this? And on a SmackDown instead of the pay-per-view. But again, he, I don't know what it's right. getting. His maple, they said when they switched I had, in the newsletter, I just, I just noted that when they switched from Allegiant stadium over to MGM, uh, they had 17,000 tickets out at Allegiant. I, I would be very interested to see what that costs the company. Cause you don't just cancel and Allegiant goes, well, that's okay. We'll get you next time. No, there's like a deposit. <laughs> there's like, there's like a lot of money involved. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would venture to say it's in the tens of thousands, maybe oh, hundreds it's, of it's, thousands. It's a, it's a it's a lot of money. I mean, it's not that the Saudis aren't going to cover the next time for their blood money match. By the by, <laughs> the way, it's it's good to see Phil Mickelson and the Hee Haw Gang cashing in on some of that Saudi blood money, isn't it? I, I swear to God, man! Every time I wake up, there's a new golfer that's joined that damn thing, man. I hope you know. I, I shouldn't say it. I. I, I hope it happens exactly like it happened in WWE. They're over in Saudi for some appearance. They piss somebody off, and they're invited to be guests for about 24 hours in one of those hotels and yeah. not allowed to leave of their own accord. Guests. Guests, folks. Guests. I, I, I really hope that happens to Byron DeChampeau and all of those fuckers, Dustin Johnson, all of those assholes who have decided that they're just going to sign up and grab all the money they can. You, you saw this story about, you know, Mickelson should have a lot of money, but apparently he has a gambling problem that some have estimated was around 20 million bucks a year at his heyday. You know, I've, I've always, even back when he was in his heyday, when everybody just thought his, his shit didn't stink. I always thought he there was something up with him because he, and I think I may have told you this at some point, he reminded me of a friend of mine who had the same mannerisms, the same everything. He almost looked like him. And he ended up being kind of a jackass, and I'm, <laughs> but everybody seemed to like him, you know. And I'm like, I see through you, motherfucker. And I and and I think and, and only because of that. I mean, I, I know they're two totally different people, but they he was too close to this guy for me not to think that. And sure enough, look, same thing. Hey, was your friend left-handed? Hey, uh, you know, I don't Hang know. On. Maybe I have to check that out. Um. Yeah. 
Uh, and then they wanted they wanted Jack Nicholas, and he was like, I don't think so. I think I'm good. Good for him. Um, Golden Bear. I, I also, as as we look toward this uh, Four Horsemen reunion, you know that's going to be incredibly awkward because they've gone public with the whole thing about uh, Arn and Rick not really being buddies anymore. Being, like these yeah, days. yeah. The latest was on I heard on Arn Anderson's podcast this week. By the way, Arn has uh, got the trademark for the for the term Four Horsemen. Okay, it belongs to him, so he's going to start putting out merch with that stuff on it. Um, and I'm sure it's going to go through pro wrestling tees or whatever, but he's going to have the satin jackets. He's going to have the t-shirts. He's going to have all that stuff. So it, it belongs to him. Now he is the, the owner of that particular copyright or trademark, or maybe a service mark or whatever it is. Well, I think he, he, you know, I think of all of them, I think Arn did the, the four. I think he did. The, the he was, the he was literally the one who was the fa- They call him the founder. Cause he was really the first one who referred to him as the, the four horsemen and stuff. And then, Although, if David Crockett really wanted to make it a point, he could <laughs> he could probably put a claim in there. Uh, the the claim from our Anderson is, well, the only guy's missing is Ole, and I don't think we can get him to do it anyway. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You almost at this age, at, at Ole's advanced age, admit him. I really kind of admire him for clinging to the asshole thing. It wasn't a work. Kayfabe, work. brother. I was I was I was really an asshole. No, that was it was a shoot, brother. I wasn't kayfabe at anybody. <laughs> Ole's, uh, Ole's health is not all that good either. But he's the only one that's not going to be there. And I, you know, I'm sure Conrad attempted to throw a lot of money at Ole, and Ole probably said, "Fuck you, fat boy." Something like that. I would, I would think happened. You know, Ole something Anderson, of that nature. Yeah. Here's a here's a little tidbit of a little factoid, a little fun fact. Ole Anderson is the first pro wrestler I've ever met. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That's funny. And it was a uh, very, I don't know, it was weird. We were, it was the first wrestling event I ever went to. My dad and my best friend at the time and his dad. Wow. And we were all going to our seats. And as we're going down the road the, to go down the aisle, there's Ole just standing there at the top of the row. And I'm like, and I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, and he was wrestling Paul Jones that night. Don't ask me how I remember. Well, this is why I remember because of what we said to him after we left. My friend said, I dare you to say, I hope you lose to Paul Jones tonight. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I shook his hand. And then as I was walking away, I said, I hope you lose to Paul Jones tonight. And then he came and broke your leg. Yeah, he just, I don't even know if you heard me. <laughs> <laughs> he broke my leg. Yeah. Um, how about that all Atlantic title and all in all of the wrestling? You know, they could use another belt in there. Yeah, this is the That's Dave. what I was thinking. Let me let me tell you what Dave says about it. They announced yet another singles title, the All-Atlantic title. Talk about a philosophy change. When AEW opened, the idea was one singles, one women's, and one tag team championship. Talk about going overboard on the opposite. Here's what you have right now. AEW, TNT, ROH, ROH Pure, FTW, ROH TV, and now the All-Atlantic belt. It's ridiculous, dude. As well as recognizing the NJPW belts when needed. For women, we have AEW, TBS, and ROH, as well as the IWGP belts. For tag teams, we have AEW, ROH, as well as recognizing the AAA titles uh, at times. So the plan now, as I understand it, is there. when people listen to this, they may already know by now that Tanahashi is going to be the guy who's going to challenge John Moxley 
at uh, Forbidden Door. Isn't that what we're, what we're calling the thing on the 26th? Yes. Forbidden Door. Forbidden uh, Door. So Moxley was, of course, your winner of that match against Kyle O'Reilly, who won the Battle Royal earlier on AW Dynamite. And um, so John Moxley is going to be in the main event. And here's here's what I don't understand, and maybe you can help me out. So it's Tanahashi against Moxley. Let's just say Moxley wins that match. He's got the he's got the interim title. Can he lose that? I mean, does he he theoretically it's going to be him against Punk whenever Punk comes back for the to unify the championship. Can he lose his interim championship between June the 26th and when Punk comes back? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think they've, uh, I don't know if they've addressed that. I don't yet. know. You would think that, uh, well, it depends on how long Punk will be gone. How, do, how long is he going to be gone? Did he say? Well, they, they did say that the surgery was a little more complicated than they thought it was going to be, and I don't think that they've done a timetable on it. But I think we're looking okay. at maybe three to six months that's kind of what i thought but i wasn't sure if it was any longer than that but all right three months here here's my thinking three months you don't really have to defend anything i mean that's kind of a long ways to go without defending a, a world championship i guess but six months that's a long time to go without defending some sort of it is world championship i don't and i don't know man <laughs> looks like he would have to defended at some point i mean it's that would be i don't know this one seems like a long way to go to hold an interim belt without doing something with it you saw that uh good old jr called brian danielson daniel bryan on on wednesday no i missed that yeah yeah, and then uh, regal goes it's okay i came up with that name so you can use it (laughs) that's awesome it's pretty funny Oh, so yes, man. I don't I don't understand the thinking there as far as the the Moxley and I've got the interim title, but then now I'm locked in, but then I'm not locked in. I can lose it. I'm going to put my interim title on the line. They've, uh, I think, even hardcore ROH fan or AEW fans have understood that they kind of botched this entire thing with the interim championship and stuff like that. As f- why do you say that? I'm just. Because they didn't have an announcement ready when when everything happened, and they were like, "Well, it's going to be an interim, and he's going to relinquish." They weren't sure he was going to relinquish the. T- no, he's not going to relinquish it, and we're going to do it like there's going to be a tournament. No, there's not going to be a tournament. No tournament. <laughs> we're going to do. Uh, there's battle royal. Winner of battle royal takes on Moxley, and then the winner of that one takes on the winner of this thing in Japan. Okay, okay, that's our final answer. Yeah, that. Uh, okay, yeah, I got you. I, I'm just, yeah, I just didn't understand. I guess that's basically the thing I'm thinking too, to be honest. I don't understand how it became Tanahashi. I don't know what he's done to deserve a shot at AEW. I mean, I know he's Tanahashi, but he's not even in AEW. So I don't Tony Khan jacks him. off to him at night. Oh, yeah. That's what he's done. To oh, yeah. He's got a oh, poster sure. of him over his bed. And while he's <laughs> getting ready for bed, he got a cold? off to attend. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Tanahashi hit me hit me with another move <laughs> you know they said that Japanese wrestling is run by the Yakuza got some NyQuil in there if you need it <laughs> oh I got me some good NyQuil I got me some I got a guy I got a guy he got me some guy oh boy I bought I bought about an eight ball that with that NyQuil the other night it was some good shit Woo! An eight, oh yeah an eight ball and NyQuil 
Oh shit, that shit was good. You know they say that the Japanese wrestling is run by the Jaku- the yakuza. It's a Japanese mob. Is that right? Yeah, they um is that is that a is that a rumor or is that a it's it's kind of almost accepted accepted fact at this point. Is that I mean, all of wrestling? All Japan all we say you said all Japan wrestling or any any Japanese Most, wrestling? Mostly all all of all every every Japanese wrestling. Thing. Okay, okay, okay. Um so when you hear about these things, you'll you'll hear about this a lot. When a guy goes over there and goes, Well, our sponsors took us out for dinner. You've heard him say that? You've heard him talk about that? Yeah, I've heard that. Our sponsors took us out for dinner and we could have those those are mobsters. Okay, I never knew that. So you you wonder I'll if, watch for those uh, red flags from now on. You wonder if uh, TK is going to have to get involved with some uh, the Japanese mobsters. Some sponsors? Well, well if, fuck, starts- why not? I mean, Vince is in with the Saudis. He might as well get in with the Japanese mob. <laughs> sure. Just make are, the Sa- are the Saudis really any worse than the Yakuza? Are they really any better? Eh, it's a good. It's a fair I, point, Brian. You're gonna see. I don't. I have to. I have to dig into some knowledge on the Japanese mafia. I don't know much about them, but no, just going by what they're called, I'm guessing what I, they do. So I think you're gonna be. I think you're making some strong points here. I think the, the Saudis and the Yakuza. You mean? Getting in bed with one, getting in bed with the other. It's about right. You're gonna you're gonna see TK come out one night with like all of his fingers broken for like no reason, like for some reason. Now I was doing some stuff with the Jaguars and uh defensive tackle hit me. No big deal. It's just just a thing. That's all right. Oh, we're you're... just previewing a uh, an upcoming dark side of the ring. That's all we're doing. <laughs> That's all we're doing. We're down at the 23 minute mark of a dark side of the ring. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. It's happening in real life, real time. According to the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, the reason Edge was removed from the group Judgment Day, I call them New Brood, was due to creative differences. It was a last-minute decision. Edge was told that the WWE wanted to take the group in a supernatural direction. He said, eh, and they were like, you're getting beat up by Finn Balor tonight. Okay. Well, I mean, that's very possible. That could be very true. I also saw that they did that to counteract the fact that Cody's going to be out for a while. So maybe it was just coincidental and they just, they, and they're both right. Really? I don't know. Um, it's, it's been a good run for edge. I hope it's not over. I hope this doesn't hurt him. Cause I thought that group I had some promises. People, people were polarized on that group. I thought that group had some promise to it. Well, I got to tell you, man, I'm going to be honest. I love that shit. I, th- that's the kind of shit that happened with Edge. That's the kind of shit I watch wrestling for right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't know how it's going to turn out. You might be right. He, it might fuck Edge up for good, you know, going back to being a baby face this soon or something. I, I don't know. But I don't I don't know how they're going to do it. I hope they don't make him like a, a baby, baby face, kind of like he was before, because you can't really have him say the things he said and everything, you know, and then turn around and be all up the people's ass, you know, just like that. He, have him a little bit of a – have a little bit of a assholishness to him or something, you know. I don't know how they're going to do it. But, but, the, but the whole just out of the spontaneity of it just coming down, because it was, you know, it was just like – yeah, oh God, well, it's Finn Balor, whoopee. You know, that's what everybody's been talking about it for the last month. It's no big surprise, yada, 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 big deal. And then that happened. I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm into, you know, <laughs> so, but I don't know, but we'll see. I hope it does turn out though, because I don't want Edge to, like you said, get 
get shit on it in the end because of it. Let's do the uh, results of the NWA Always Ready pay-per-view from Knoxville, Tennessee. They're calling them the Mortons. I suppose the Rock and Roll Express got some objections, so they're not going to call them the Rock and Roll Express. They're calling them the Mortons anyway. They were successful against AJ Cazanza and adorable Anthony Andrews. I think he should be called affordable. Affordable Anthony Andrews, to me, makes much more sense. With Joe Cazanza and ill-begotten with Danny Deals. So the Mortons are uh, successful. They are supposedly the participants in the Ric Flair retirement match. The Mortons? Yeah, the Mortons are going to be some of the participants. Here comes your main card. It's a retirement match, allegedly, for Aaron the Idol Stevens. Trevor Murdoch beats him. There you go. Wait a minute. Hold on. Is that is that a work or is that no, is that a work is real. or is that a... Stevens grabbed a mic after the match and fans chanted, "Thank you, Aaron." And Stevens said, "You're welcome." <laughs> That's how it went. <laughs> you got to give this to Billy Corgan. He really, Billy Corgan really does have. He really simplifies the booking, doesn't he? <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. I'm, Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. You're welcome. Out the door you go. That's awesome. Pretty empowered. That's Kenzie Page and Ella Envy defeating the heck, Allison Kay and Marty Bell for the NWA World's Championship. The, ta- the tag team championship on the one side. Now, who are they again? Who's to tell me their names? Uh, pretty empowered is Kenzie Page and Ella Envy, and the Kenzie hex Page. is Allison Kay and Marty Bell. Okay, I know uh, them. I don't know the, the 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 other the first two. I'm not familiar with them. Homicide defeated defeated PJ Hawks. He retains his NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship, and then Homicide. Okay, Homicide defeats Colby Carino to retain his NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship. Colby Carino. Okay. Colby's doing very well lately. Uh, Natalia Markova with Tarantaro defeats a Terra Valkyrie. Um, Okay. Jax Dane over Chris Adonis to retain the NWA National Championship. Uh, Tom Latimer, newlywed Tom Latimer, defeating Scion with Austin Idol. There you go. Okay. Tyrus with... uh, BLKGs, I don't think it's Black G's. He defeated Mims to retain the NWA World Television Championship. Not a fan of Trumpus. The Commonwealth Connection, Doug Williams and Harry Smith defeating La Rebellion, Mecca Wolf, and Bestia 666, or Bestia 666, for the NWA World Tag Team Championship. We finally get, boy, a lot of women's matches on this card. Camille over uh, Colleen King to retain her uh, NWA World's Women's Championship. And then I think that's all I got. King? I don't know. But again, newlywed Camille just beat her. Hmm. So she ain't shit. No. Max came down to ringside talking, uh, taking out a few security guards, and Camille told Max to bring it. Camille was ready to keep fighting as security attempted to keep Max away from Camille. Who's Max? I don't know. Apparently he's going to be involved in some sort of intergender match. So is Camille, is she a baby face now? I don't know. 
I'm not real sure. I, I just, I mean, I just haven't watched it in so long. I know. Well, that's all I got. Another award-winning episode of Katie Vickers Alive Alive. Any closing thoughts? Um, no, I'm I'm glad you did touch on the uh, the edge thing because I was going to mention that before we the, the, before we got out of here. How much about how much I enjoyed that? I thought that was like I said. I don't know how it's going to turn out. It may end up being a full bust on both ends, but the whole turning on edge was just fantastic. I had to re- rewind it and watch it again. It was watch just, it several it was awesome. times. Yes, yes. You can uh, tweet Bryant or you can get him on Instagram, beat up for reels, BDUB number four. No, that's me. I'm sorry. You're somebody else. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're Bry Sports, BRY Sports on Twitter and Instagram. That's BRY me. Sports, that's you. I'm beat up for reels on Instagram and on Twitter, I'm at Brett Whitmire. Now, I've confused you a lot, but I'm just going to go with the show. I know this to be a fact. The show proper is at KD Vic Alive on the Twitter machine. I know that to be the case. At Katie Vick Live, and I also know that you can get Bryant on uh, the uh, the Tiki-Takis at Stanley Jackson 23. So there, I've got all that fucked up. And do remember this one. Father's Day is coming up. Um, those Amazon Prime days are coming up. Shop at our Amazon store, which is katievick.com. That is katievick.com. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.